on the rip. Hello, ladies and gentlemen Hiya. of the internet. You're back with the On The Wave podcast with me, Gav. I'm Addy. And today, oh, we've got another one of those guests for you. Legend. Yeah. But first, uh, let's just remind everyone where they can find what, Addy. YouTube. YouTube. Not Spotify. Not Spotify. <laughs> but no. after this one. Yeah. You uh, will be able to find us on Spotify. Yeah, and po- Of course, we are powered by Podbean, Gavin. We are, yeah. And you can catch us on Facebook and on YouTube at On The Rave. Rave. On The Rave. All capital letters, because why not? Because we're shouting all the time. Yeah. It's not getting boring. So this is episode five, and we're going to begin as we always begin, which is with Raver's Choice. Addy, who won this week's Raver's Choice? A landslide victory for a friend of the show, Hot Sauce Don, and general sexy Asian, Alex Koo. <laughs> Alex Koo. Hey, Mr Koo. Uh, from all the way in Sheffield. And I believe he has requested a track by Aaron Spectra. He certainly has. Right. Amazing. So, Aaron Spectra, what we got for them? Where there'll be a few people that's loving this track. Uh, you don't know.
What a fucking blinder. That's a way to start a show. Aaron Spector, you don't know. That's Mark Ruckus will be creaming his little niggas off. Oh, dropping names already, Eddie. That's from the album Amen Punk, which was actually an EP released in 2005. Eddie, we've got a guest today. In. Oh, who is it, Gavin? We we'll have, we we'll have. Well, why don't we just let him introduce himself? Ladies and gentlemen, with us today is Mr. John Spector. We're doing good. We're doing good. The Thanks for having us on, man. Oh, that's absolute all right. Honor. Absolute, pl- <laughs> absolute pleasure to have you here. Uh, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what you've done in music? Well, like a few people maybe know you're a DJ. You've been involved in nights and stuff like that. Go on. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose as far as uh, Newcastle's kind of rave and drum and bass uh, scene goes, I've, I've played in Newcastle for a long time. It must be like. Now you make me think, 20 years or something, but... Fucking it's hell. scary to think back, isn't uh, it? It's it is. just scary. It's it mental. Is. Well, I mean, I think the first proper sort of gig I ever had was at the Mayfair in the back room. Oof, where, there we go. That's even, that's longer than me. And I, I mean, I was but a slip of a boy, like a teenager then. And then uh, I think um, when the uni started doing more stuff, it's funny, I was really thinking about this, like when Rave kind of ended in other places, the unis kind of took that over yeah. for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, played at Arcane for like 12 years, Turbulence for about 12 years. Um, oh, those old turbulences at the uni were amazing. Oh man, yeah. that low sweaty ceiling and just yeah, it was. They were amazing. good times, man. Yeah, uh, curves. I've, I think I've played as well most of the nights in Newcastle. Kind of those sort of nights. I, I played at your nights and like yeah. uh, you know the, the backlash nights and yeah, you played at rallies and you played at backlash. You played at coalition when we had coalition on as well. When, and the raw vibe thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, down at the Cooper Ridge. Yeah, amazing. Oh, the Cooper Ridge. Oh yeah. <laughs> make, um, let's make the Cooper Ridge rave again. Oh, it doesn't fall down. It does. It <laughs> probably is about to fall. Yeah. Oh man, we could, we could try and put an on the rave in there, but it might be the end of it. Yeah, like, I, think, uh, I think it might what turn it out. Go, what a way to go! Yeah, it literally will go out on the rave. Way. All of us buried inside. Uh, so John, you you DJ as well. You just said you're DJing your drum and bass sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably what I'm mainly known for. Uh, although I get a lot of bookings from doing old school. I've got a lot of old jungle. I, I still love all that old sound as well. Love the old rave. I still love Acid House, um, I still love electronic music. I've weirdly developed a, a taste for metal in my old age, but I'll never DJ that out. But, uh. yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with developing a taste for metal. Like, no, like, not at all. You know what it is? <laughs> not I, at all. My, my, my selection is also getting much more eclectic now that I don't spend as much time right in front of a set of speakers with yeah. a microphone in my mouth. You, you do as you get older, though. Your taste broaden, don't they? Like, yeah. yeah, you just enjoy a little bit more of everything, and that's what we're here. Do I hear to enjoy music, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think when you're younger, you're very much close-minded into what you. This is what I like. Yeah. And they can be told what they like as well. This is what you you like ragatech because that's what we're playing. You know, not that I'm having a jive or anything. That's no, just no. Rocket. Harry that's Dyson's just a ragatech god. He is. He is. Um, right, okay, well, should we just should we rumble on with some of these questions then? Let's do it. Right, okay. So, John, tell us a little bit about your early influences. In early music. influences, man. Yeah, who, who who played music in the house? Who floats your boat? You yeah. know what it is, man? It's funny because I, I listened to the other podcasts as well. It was really interesting hearing what other people had sort of grown up with and that. And, uh, I think, was it Sandy saying his, uh, who was he saying had really bad taste in his family? But I, I yeah. could never tune in what my dad was listening to. Me, my, the stuff my mum was listening to was probably a little more accessible, but... It wasn't really till uh, my sister started buying music and I was stealing hers. It's always yeah. the same. Old, it older sibling, older <laughs> sibling. <laughs> and, um, and then I, I remember getting record vouchers and, and going and buying a Madness single. I think Amazing. it would have been Our House. Uh, oh. was the first. That Our made, Price. Uh, and it would have Woolies. It would have been oh, a Woolies. Woolies. Uh, oh, Woolies oh. 45. Yeah. I got oh. some banging, banging tunes from Woolies back in the day. Sperminate, I know women allowed. From on Rotterdam Records in Woolies. We were talking about this just the other day. Do you remember going to the Woolies and buying multiple time. little cans of pop? 
Remember the little cans of yeah. pop you'd get? Like, where did they go? Like the little you can still get, you get them at Poundland now. You get them at Poundland now. Oh, it's a, there's not a product from Poundland that Addy hasn't already bought and reviewed. Oh, like. Um, so who were your early influences then? Yeah, well, I mean, sister, I, you said. Yeah, my, I suppose. Well, and then you know, just go, just that was when I first discovered tapes, I suppose, and stuff like that. Oh, then, there's that word again, Gavin Tapes. And then I suppose when I got a little bit older, and I just at school and stuff, uh, just again swapping tapes. You'd yeah. make tapes recorded from the radio, recorded. I remember holding the, the tape player up to the TV, adding bits, and then everyone would exchange tapes, and you'd have a mix of literally anyone. I've got a mix. Oh, man, give us a mix. Like, it didn't matter if they were famous yeah. or it was some dude from up the street or something. Yeah. You just had to have a mix and everyone would swap them like that. And then I, I suppose when I really discovered hip hop and Acid House at about the same time, my mate's bigger brother, he, he had loads of like, they felt like proper X rated. This is like some stuff I've never seen before. You know, like, there's got swearing and the imagery on it and stuff yeah. like, wow. Like, I remember the first time I heard Ghetto Boys' first album. Yeah. And I, like, I would have been about 14 or something, and I was just like, my God, what is this? Yeah. Um, uh, well, Pegs talked about that in his first yeah, show. Yeah. He, like, he picked the Ghetto Boys. He was like, yeah, these were mine. And these were mine. Yeah. And then it, I suppose, yeah, and then he discovered all that other stuff was happening at the same time, like the Beastie Boys. And then and then all our charts were great then as well. I yeah. Mean, they they made great dance music in the charts. And then I think I got one tape off a mate. Uh, which was called Matthew B at the barn. Uh, <laughs> yes, and it was like that's awesome. Well, that's funny, that's not you, coming up on Google when you say no, no, no. You know what? You I'm not putting surprised. any links on it. I found out the uh, the barn years later was quite a big uh, thing down at Essex Way, maybe. So I might have that totally wrong, but yeah. I think Matthew B was quite well known at the time as well. Uh, but I, I was still super young, but every tune on there was just like I've got to get all of these, just, <laughs> and it was all so different. You know, like there was all oh, collision. The search. Yeah. Listen, have you heard this going in the record shop with your tape? Have you heard this? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, have you got this in? No, never yeah. heard that before. I remember going in and trying to sing techno tunes, man, and then, <laughs> and then, and then behind the counter going there, like, can you do it again? And then getting someone else out the back, and then just you, to laugh at Do you not have with this? <laughs> Probably taking a mickey, but it was like a baptism by fire, because I remember doing that once, and I got the, 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 the pee took out, it was quite bad, and then they were like, hey, Ganson, it's this record, you know, so in the end, I got the record. Um, but that, that was like early influences. I suppose back then it was all tapes, tapes, tapes. Yeah. But I remember paying ten pound for a copy of a tape, no problem. You, you, like there was a record shop in town, and actually, ten, were, what, uh, back in old days, that's ca that's oh, canny money. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's eighty snout or something. Well, I realised like, now as well, he was selling. There weren't even the proper ones. He was making his own copies. <laughs> and, <laughs> doing and I only realised yes. that later. You know, I won't mention the record shop. It's, uh, it was one of the smaller ones, but uh, yeah. And but Is it still around now? No, no, no. Long gone, long gone. Um, but yeah, there's, I swear God, there's not many that have endured. No, no, no not at all. R RPM's gone forever, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I suppose beat down to the line. But yeah, uh, so tapes, really, I suppose. Yeah, the boys' tapes. So <laughs> um, your tapes and your sister and your mates all sorted your tapes. So uh, of your early influences, is there like is there one tune that you could pick out that really sort of encapsulates that early that early plethora of music you covered yeah i mean it's it this has been incredibly difficult picking you know one for all these sections but I, I think the one i have picked here sums up what i loved about everything that was happening at the time it was really experimental you were hearing all the different sounds thrown in particularly breakbeats was what got me excited and yeah. of course that you know was just what jungle was later you know hip-hop was doing it this kind of weird acidy rave so yeah i've picked this tune it's called stratosphere it's by trigger ah i think it's like belgian or don't yeah, it's a Belgian label. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a classic. A, yeah, when, when we when we did I a, 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 a,
talking about on that label. Maybe it's Neon don't mess with this beat. Oh man, well Neon, I, I mean yeah. Neon, uh, Neon were amazing, weren't they? Oh, and then Neon, Neon yeah, don't yeah. mess with this beat. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up there, but yeah, um, I love all that era stuff. But um, yeah, this just sums it up because it's it, it's just exciting to me at the time. Particularly, I remember my mate playing me, and I, I, he said oh, I got it from possibly. I don't know, somewhere in town, and I just went straight in and got Boy. myself a copy here, and, and that was kind of the real first sort of rave things. And I've still got that copy. Mint. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, John's early influences. Trigger. Uh, Stratosphere. There we go.
That was Trigger. That was Stratosphere. That was uh, Magic. Uh, that's from the Stratosphere AP 1991. And as discussed, that's on the Belgian label. Tar Target. Yeah, 91. 1991. I was seven. I was seven. I wasn't little, but I was seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was yeah. Yeah. Well, I was definitely older than that. <laughs> definitely older than that. <laughs> definitely older than I was. Showing everyone just showing their age, yeah? Oh, don't, don't shame me for being the young, pretty one. That's, that's, oh, not, exactly. that's not my fault. Um, right, okay, so moving straight on, we'll go straight into section two. Find your feet? Yeah. So when you started listening to music for your own accord, going out and digging and finding your own bits and pieces, what sort of bits were standing out to you? Well, I, I mean, this tune, I've, the one I picked on this bit as well, again, it's it just because it's so wonderfully... It's like everything mixed together. There's break beats in there, bass lines. You know, there's a bit of a like a soul, like a house groove to it, and everything. It's just it was all exciting mixing pot, and you could go to a rave then, and you'd hear you know acid, then house, then a breakbeat thing, and then something with hip hop in it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have the sort of structured way a rave works these days, it had, it where you no start with off. old school and your drum and bass, then a jungle and a darker set. You sort some of would see, some would see a better time. It was, well, I mean, it was just a, a huge collision. I remember the first rave I went to uh, blew, blew me away because it was, it seemed people from all kind of walks of life, like rich and poor, uh, you know, old, definitely a lot older the crowd than I'd ever seen. Yeah. And a lot of youngins in there as well. And uh, gay and straight all in together. It, it was mint, man. Um, and, and I mean, eventually, you know, it was, it was bound, you know, what happened was bound to happen. But for, for that time period, uh, it, was, it was amazing. And, and I suppose this just sums it up. And, and really, when you listen to this, it's like the blueprint for so many things that I like later, you know, particularly the breakbeaty side of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose this, this is seen as a real classic, this uh, um, Lost by the Gonzo. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, I was listening to this tune before we come out. It's on Perfecto. It is, yeah. Um, it's just and I was became just... known for House mainly later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's Oakenfold, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, was it? It's Oakenfold, I'm right. sure. Is it? Well, I'm sure there, yeah. yeah. It seemed to have a lot of different styles of releases on it, to be fair, yeah. when I had a look. Um, and lots of the bits are quite sort of soundscapey, you know what I mean? Like that sort of big sound and sound. Yeah, it's um, a bit experimental, I suppose, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that there was a lot of experimenting going on those days. Like you say, of all of the music, all of the different genres involved in like the one song, um, before songs got pigeonholed and subgenred. Yeah. You know, I know there's, there's, there's fans of the podcast who could give you seven or eight different subgenres of jungle. Yeah, whereas, yeah. like as much as I'm a jungle head, jungle's jungle to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I think it's a bit better that, that that everything was all out and in one go. It's a shame that everything's structured. Sometimes people just don't go to the start of a night because they're expected to be the lower tempo and you can miss some of the best sets of the night. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, as, as well, I think the other thing I, I loved about this when I first heard it is it's a bit weird, like that that kind of weird like comes in at the start uneasy and I remember thinking it's a bit dark but at the same time it's a bit exciting and it's like what is this music you yeah know? and I, I think that for me like stuff that I've loved over the years has to basically have a rave, rave ethic to it uh, yeah. And, yeah. and even better if it's a bit weird yeah <laughs> I think the more there is to it that like the more different feels it gives you in one go it gives you that sort of like well that opening sounds a little bit uneasy you know and then the joyous bits come in and the bass line and you want to start to dance a little bit and then the drums come in and you're in all the different rhythms at once and that was the joy of that sort of music that come out like the sort of 88 to maybe 92 where everything was well experimental oh yeah man and it's funny the way you were just talking about there it's almost like they had theatrics I mean that's what I've, I've liked throughout the years as well if something's almost got 
got like it's almost like plays out like a good film. You yeah, know, mm. you know, here's the intro, the beginning, the middle, of the end of the story kind of thing. And, yeah, I, th- uh, I think these days when you get modern radio and things are made with a specific radio edit, it's designed to fit nicely in a three minute gap in the radio. And songs went like that. Songs went on for as long as they needed to go on, yeah. and they built up, and you had these long epic breaks, and it was all about the second drop. The first drop got you going, the second drop got you well going. <laughs> like so. Uh, as you said, so for finding your own feet, you selected this song by Lost and it's called The Gonzo, yeah? That's right. Right, cool, let's go.
Oh, no. shit. That was the Donzo by Lost. Um, uh, Discogs told us I'm going with Discogs. Discogs again. Yeah, the Donzo slash Baz de Conda EP from 1990 on Perfecto. Um, is that the one that you had the two side? Yeah, yeah, it's the green, I guess green cover. But I remember it does have a green that cover. was on that tape again. And then I remember hearing Carl Cox play it at, uh, at the Mayfair. Like, oh. yeah. I mean, Carl Amazing. Cox back then was just. Just playing oh, just unbelievable. unbelievable. Well. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and he'd be playing hardcore stuff, techno, housey stuff on three decks perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and just being cool, like the coolest man on the planet while he was doing it. You know, it was just. And, um, I no. couldn't help be starstruck by Carl Cox. <laughs> oh, I've, never, I've never seen Carl Cox. He's one of the ones I've, I've seen him twice. Once, Whitley Bay, Global Village. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and, uh, once at the Mayfair. Do I remember that place? Yeah, it was great. What a what a place. I remember seeing like uh, like Ratty was on there. Yeah. No, uh, Phobia's uh, Phobia was a night there and then turned into Judgment Day. But uh, who did I see that? Well loads Criminal of people. Criminal Minds were on there. Um, DJ Rap was oh one my. of my first raves ever down there. I think my second rave I went to see DJ Rap. Oh, it was just Oh yeah, good you were showing me pictures of DJ Yeah, yeah, yeah she's you were. Still, still very, very tasty. Yeah, she used to be in all the tabloids and stuff. Yeah. Like that. She was quite a celebrity, I just remember. Yeah. Well, okay, seeing as we've already started on the subject, why don't we continue on and talk a little bit rape. more about your first rave memories. Oh, so, killer segue. I know, I know. It's like we've there done we it before. There we go. So where was where whereabouts was the first one? I was I was quite lucky, I suppose. My age at the time, I feel lucky to have been uh, you know be able to go to the, the resurrections and stuff here. Um, and I, we, there was all sorts going on in yeah. the region. You used to travel like all over, no problem. Let's go to Middlesbrough. You know, just yeah. never think of that now. But uh, I suppose the first like ravey thing I went to was went to see Adamski. Oh, nice. yeah. yeah, yeah, killer, uh, killer, yeah. Um, NRG, still great that uh, tune. Uh, saw him live. I remember he was on with EMF. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable, yeah. And they had, <laughs> you know that stands for ecstasy, motherfucker. The change to the epic motherfucker. Oh, did because they? because they got they were charted, didn't they? So they, they couldn't. Uh, it was a funny, uh, unusual kind of mix of things. But I remember they smashed all their gear up, uh, and I'm just like, well, that was a waste. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could have had that. And we didn't even know what to wear, man. I'm pretty sure we went down in dress pants and stuff like that, you know. Just oh, because like, it's a nightclub, so, so yeah. you, you, you want to get in. You've got to so, wear dress pants. No idea. And some know. shoes. And then, uh, and I think I'm pretty sure I got the timeline right. The resurrection started not long after that, and uh, I see, remember going to that, and it was a school night. I went to the resurrection. It was like a Thursday night. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> have this all wrong and I, I got a feeling it was six pound fifty or something ridiculous again i might have that totally wrong but um i just remember being super young and, and you know that the, the doorman just weren't bothered you know no, you get i remember it. getting in past uh doorman with me just put your hood up and walk straight into some nightclubs in newcastle you'd never get away with that now no no like, no walkers. definitely not you could just go into walkers like that i remember oh like I, I get turned away from the nightclubs in town just for being bearded <laughs> you know what i mean they just go away hippie go and shave and you can come back into <laughs> our nightclub <laughs> Um, yeah, so what sort of things were you going to see with these early raves? Well, what I mean, sort of things stick out? A lot, of, a lot of the ones up here, and again, it's just to go back to that, you know, the lineup would be so varied. You'd have like, you know, like a dark jungle DJ on, and then Carl Cox, and then a live PA of a real housey thing, and then, yeah. you know, and then like, uh, you know, someone amazing techno like Lenny D or Nipper or something yeah, yeah. as well. It was just like, my God, mint lineups. But I, I don't know, there was a tune that really stuck out for me at the time as well. I remember. I think I was saying these just before. Sometimes back then, tunes just never went away. They stuck around for years. Yeah. yeah. They came out in '91, but they're still playing them a few years later, which doesn't happen so much now. I suppose yeah. things do transcend eventually. But um, 
But yeah, this was one of those that just sometimes you'd hear this three times on a on a night out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when the bouncer kick, kicks like a mule, whatever, when I came out. I yeah. remember oh. maybe hearing that six times in a night. Yeah. In the one night when it was the latest banger. Exactly. I was recalling just the other day, like I went to go and spend New Year in Birmingham one year at the NEC Arena to go to one of the big drum and bass arena events. Um, it struck New Year and in the main room they were playing Tarantula Pendulum. <laughs> so I went to the second room to go and see what they were playing and they were playing Tarantula Pendulum. <laughs> and then there was a little old school room at the back and I was like, surely I'm not gonna get the hat trick and fucking sure enough, walk through the door, Tarantula, and it was like, it was everywhere, you know what I mean? And tunes used to be like that. Yeah, they used to be like everywhere. The and these days, people send the set list to each other just so they don't play the same track, Just a big track of that moment. And it's just like, right, this is the track. Everyone's yeah. had the same midnight. I'm playing this. Let's go off. That's a bit like when you go on holiday out somewhere and it's just like the same cheesy oh. songs everywhere. <laughs> when, when you go to a foreign holiday, there's a cheesy Euro house thing which no one's heard of over here, but it's everywhere it's somewhere else. Yeah. And then you come back and a month later, it's everywhere over here as yeah, well. That's it. They probably already had a year, a year and a half of Despacito yeah. before it got to us. You know what I mean? Poor bastards. So I actually um, know what that is now as well. I didn't know what the heck that was until pretty recently. Right? I didn't. I never paid attention to the full song until someone sent me a fucking thing on Twitter with the full song, but sang with the names of Pokemon, and it was and it was better. It's the most watched thing on YouTube or something, isn't it? The most watched song on YouTube or something. It's outdone Psy, because that Psy video is... Oh, maybe got, I've got that wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's got, got lot mad, views. mad views. Because someone well, deleted um, it, didn't they, just for a laugh? Well, they deleted it. Just, just recently, some hackers deleted it just for a laugh, but they put it back up again. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find that out. We'll find that out, and we'll put something in the comments confirming or denying what we think was going on. I'm making his homework here, lads. Just oh, that's how I mean, I'm always doing, that I'm always doing my homework. <laughs> always doing my homework. It's that's, that's how we fuel people. We give them pints of coffee just, and just, just let them talk. Pure nerves at the moment. So, first rave memory, you said that you'd picked the tune. Yeah. Homeboy, uh, hippie, and a funky dread. What a, a homeboy, hippie, and a funky dread. What a banger. Banger. Right, what banger. What a fucking name as well. Um, it is a great name, isn't it? It is, yeah. It sure is. Uh, like, when I was digging through, I was just kind of like, it's kind of like a little bit, I'm, I'm a little bit of all of them. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm the homeboy, the hippie, and the funky dread. <laughs> it's just like, get the fuck in. Uh, so which tune is it you've gone for? Uh, total confusion. Oh. I mean, it's, it's like, uh, and then Casper Pound, who was in, in this group, uh, I didn't realise that Casper yeah. Pound was part of it. Yeah, and it's funny. I think when I, I think I did know that, and then when I was doing a bit more research, and uh, he was in Hypnotist as well. Yeah, and I, I love all the yeah. Hypnotist. House is mine. House is mine. I nearly Amazing picked that for this. I mean, what what that's a prime example of getting led down a beautiful flowery path, <laughs> uh, and then suddenly you're in the dark forest of yeah. hell, and it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I mean, what a wonderful piece of music that is. You know, just flips like that. Yeah. You know, pure hardcore. Lovely stuff. Amazing. <laughs> so that's section three, we're obviously rattling through these, and for his first rave memory, Mr. John Spectra has picked a homeboy, a, home a hippie, and a funky dreb. Total confusion!
I question their blackness, they call us a black, but we'll see if they'll play this. And I will tell you no lie Because the day is crazy and amazing So I'll refrain I can keep on going for days, days, days Days will turn to years You'll still be here And if I can have a chance I'm gonna talk up your ears Cause I can kick from being slick Quick, not sick You'll come over here You don't get your ass kicked into a hurting Put under a stone cold surface And when I finish that I hold a jam at your service You're astounded And you're walking around in circles And it's a big miracle How you still throwing you Slowing your battery Fun and low when you try To pull me back by the horse I keep towing you On and on and on But that's wrong You should be concentrating On rapping your own song Cause rapping is an art It takes talent, I got plenty of that Plus the fact that I ain't whack yet You come over here, you know that you're gonna get slapped Back to where you come from Could be the punk or London, I'll take you all on Cause the truth to mess and just with the roughest Manchester in the house is something To blow your mind into the atmosphere Come on, feel the bass cause London's here
don't you love it? Yeah, that's a really that, that is. Oh, a I've got goosebumps. Thing. Yeah, the video to that as well. Some of the outfits are just proper jealous worthy ones. Like I'd rock them now. I've got no problems rock, but I still wear fat pants that I had in the nineties. So, uh, right, okay. So, um, Addy, just remind everyone who we are and where we are. We are the On the Rave podcast. Way. We are on, powered by Podbean what? rather than on powered by Podbean, and we're on YouTube. Yeah. Soon to come, Spotify. Get up. Get up, get up, and uh, of course you can catch her on Facebook and on Twitter. If you want to get involved and you want to pick one of the tunes to start it. We normally post the week before we're going to record. Uh, we'll use the hashtag Raver's Choice. You yeah, pick, we pick it. a tune and the one that gets the most likes in the comments will be the one that opens We can't be bribed. Show. We can't be bribed. Mostly with beer and pingers. Uh, well, to, to be fair, I'm sure you accepted eels for this time round, didn't you? Eat fucking sexiest eels imaginable. <laughs> right, okay, for anyone who's not in on that, Eels is a bit of a festival thing that we've got, fighting back to one of the bang faces. Thickest, thickest sexy Eels. And we'll use that as a lovely segue into finding out what John selected as his festival fever tune. John, do you like festivals? I love festivals, man. Yeah. I, I can't remember. Oh, I think proper rite of passage business when we, in the 90s, we were still quite young, I suppose, at the time, and my mate's dad drove us down in a van. Uh, he made us a grappling hook. <laughs> to go, oh, he did uh, to go over the fence at Glastonbury <laughs> in the dead of night, and I remember just thinking it was the most exciting thing I've ever done. I'm like, this is so naughty. Disclaimer. Had, like, the, um, Little disclaimer: the, the On the Raid podcast does not condone jumping over fences at festivals. At festivals, no, I totally. Well, I mean, the, the irony of that was uh, the fence was just like we were trying to go over the fence and then realised that it had just been pulled down a little bit. Down the <laughs> um, but I mean, in the nineties, it was kind of like, oh, it was a done thing, and he realised that was completely the wrong thing. I mean, I went, I ended up going to thirteen Glastonbury's in the end. Wow. I mean, that was the only one I uh, I snuck into. Uh, no, I actually bought a ticket. No, I didn't. Uh, but I did after that. Um, but I remember another year going with tickets, um, and the queue to get in the main door was so busy. And I saw the fence again was pulled down just down the way, and I walked yeah. in. And when I went back out later to get me banned, they were like, "How did you get in?" I was like, "Well, the fence was down." But I mean, something had to be done about that. Uh, I think the the year before, when it was like twice the capacity or something. And it, it was like a, almost like a human catastrophe, you know. Yeah, it's accident weird now. It was not pleasant. Was that the one with the, with the heavy rain? Maybe 99. Well, I mean, there was a couple oh, of bad. 2006 was the worst I've experienced with rain, man. It got to the point where you literally, there was nowhere within this, the whole site where you yeah, could I sit. Was, I was there, you couldn't mate. sit anywhere. Two people died in the field that was camping in. Oh, my God. Two people drowned. Um, that. that festival... It, it was, was so mucky that. and so unbelievable. Do you know, is that that was the first time I've seen Orbital play their last ever gig. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure I've been to see them play the last ever big. In fact, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think um, they found they played the last ever gig again last week in Newcastle at the Sage. Yeah, it's like Renegade Hardware, isn't it? it yes. Yeah. The last ever uh, kind of not, <laughs> but yeah, okay. Oh, well. People keep saying that that backlash is dead as well. Interesting business model. <laughs> Well, so, had, uh, it is dead. It is dead. We're dead, but we just rose from the dead a couple of times. Uh, Zombified. We had zombie raves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I love festivals, man. I absolutely love it. Gla- Glastonbury blew my mind. I think I love the late night bit of Glastonbury, <coughs> having seen all the effort they would go to. And it, it's funny, Boomtown. I think spiritually, kind of feels like like that used to be yeah. now. When you go to Boomtown, uh, I, I did love that. And, I've been in some terrible festivals. I remember going to one in the two thousand. It was like to do with the eclipse. It, it was one of the most poorly organised things I've ever been to. Oh. Uh, it was awful. But I mean, that was probably the only really bad one. But 
Yeah, and at festivals, you end up watching loads of stuff you wouldn't normally. Yeah. I think one of my greatest musical memories ever was watching Bjork at Glastonbury. Oh, I and missed oh, Bjork. Oh, it was unreal. She's still on my list. I've missed Bjork every time. Well, it was when she was working with um, uh, Mark Bell, was it, from LFO? And they had that React table thing. And I've never seen lasers like that. I mean, I've seen a lot of lasers at raves, but those were just the most insane things I've ever seen. And, and, and again, I wouldn't sit really in the house and listen to Bjork, uh, but there it was just pure magic. But I mean, the thing that always works at festivals and gets me excited is, is just no, hearing, that's uh, me, that's me. hearing old school. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. And it's it, all about the piano and the sunshine, mate. Oh, mate, like, I, I, you know, I don't mind a cheesy piano. I know um, no. some people... We're, uh, we love it here. We love a cheesy piano. We love piano. it here. Oh, the more you damn the piano, the better. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's funny at festivals, and you can be sort of a little bit, you know, kind of... Oh, about this, but you, you often see DJs who are not known for old school, just yeah. drawing the old school yeah. at a festival. And then that's all right, because people love it. Um, you know, they'll be playing jungle where they wouldn't normally be associated with that kind of thing. But again, if it's it's getting the crowd excited, then that's We like a nice surprise set like that. Yeah, we like good. a nice bit of a surprise set like that. Years and years ago, I was at the Glastonbury and over on the New World stage. Um, and there was like a list of people one after another that I wanted to see. And between the bands, Phil Jupiter would come out and do a little <laughs> bit of stand up. And it was like That's Phil cool. Jupiter came out and cracked a couple of jokes yeah. and then interviewed and then introduced the Scatterlights. And then the Scatterlights went off and he came back and he introduced Roots Maneuver. And then Roots Maneuver went off and he introduced the Fun Loving <laughs> Criminals. And it was just like you got this extra little comedy bits by Phil Jupiter. And since then I've always had this added appreciation for him. He was wearing a proper bling suit as well. And that night was closed off by Jimmy Cliff. Who, um, who yeah, was just absolutely unbelievable. Like the pipes on that guy for an 80 odd year yeah. was just unbelievable. Yeah. Like, just unbelievable. Well, and that's it, the thing with festivals, you see everything, don't you? I remember watching Al Green. I would never have thought I'd go and watch Al Green and it was unbelievable, you know, just like, this is brilliant. Like to quote Addy, we were like, I, I can remember being ripped on pingers and going to see Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Oh, that would be amazing. And being stood in the crowd thinking, this is just wonderful. <laughs> and he was like, he's so much older than he was, but he could still still do the high voice and it was just like there's a big group of Geordies all singing everybody going surfing surfing will you be <laughs> like dripping, dropping their voice and then every time it happened the group around us got a little bit larger and a little bit larger saying Whitney Bay and it was just it's just class that's the thing with festivals I just what? think there's just there's that sort of energy that energy to join in yeah I'll probably regret telling this story but one of my favorite memories of Glastonbury's pop head sitting Burning sunshine, open air toilet, just sitting on the throne, and there's uh, Shirley Bassey's belting it out like, <laughs> you know, not far away. I'm just like, I mean, as far as it goes, like, this is pretty surreal. But That's brilliant. What, what a wonderful accompaniment, you know, whilst yeah. the breeze blows through these horrendous smelling toilets. Uh, yeah. I can hear, you know. Uh, you know, on, on the so Wednesday and the Thursday, maybe sometimes on the Friday, those open air toilets were the best options. But come the end of the weekend, they were just, they could be a disaster. I remember seeing a guy up who was wasting one looking for his watch. Oh. And, and, and ridiculous, yeah. And he was he was very drunk and like they were they were screaming at him to get out of it, you know. And, and like, he was like, look at my watch, just like arms in it and that. And I'm just oh, like, oh my God. Yeah, that made me feel a bit ill. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Sorry. Um, so, of all the DJs and the festivals, I know you just said you like a little bit of piano for the sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Is there one tune that stands out? Well, I'll pick this. I'll pick this again. You know, one of so many I could have picked because, uh, again, just to mention Boomtown, I remember seeing uh, Slipmat, uh, SL2, DJs Take Control. I mean, I know they had, you know, some corkers. I do love this one, though. Again, it's absolutely wonderful. He used to break beat in this as yeah. well. 
Uh, it's on one of those really iconic EPs as well, because the other side of this is where my yeah, brain... Yeah, I was just going to say, that's uh, my particular favourite. And that is just... That's an awesome line where my brain was magical. Like, it's one of those ones where you could, accident, you could accidentally me. drop either side of that one and you'd still have the room going. Um, so, Festival Fever, John, you've selected... SL2, DJs Take Control.
that's SL2 and that is DJ's Take Control. And as I said before we broke up there, that's on the EP DJ's Take Control, Way In My Brain, from 1991, XL Records. We in me brain. We in me brain. We in my brain. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, shuffling quickly on, uh, this is one of my favourite parts of the show. This is the shared discovery section. So, John, is there anyone who you've discovered on your musical journey that you would implore the ravers who are listening to the On The Wave podcast to listen to? to who, should the, who should the search for on Yao Chow? Um, well, yeah, I mean, again, this was another uh, interesting one to think about. I like loads of weird, um, obscure hip-hop artists, some, some I wouldn't feel so comfortable uh, recommending. It's like when you see an amazing film, like, uh, you know, like, let's take Irreversible as an example. What a well-made movie. But you wouldn't recommend anyone watch that movie, would you? Maybe not alone. <laughs> Yeah, I know oh, what you mean. Me ages yeah. that movie. Yeah, yeah. But, well, um, there was a discussion going on about this on Facebook the other day about movies that are difficult to watch a second time round. And I was saying, Happiness? Oh, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to watch that second time Incredible movie, but yeah, again, would you really recommend it to anyone? You don't want to watch it with your nana. No, God. Not unless you're going to kick her in the cunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. remember that just reminded me of being a, a little kid watching Conan when I was far too young and uh, my mate's grand was in the room and... There was a scene, uh, let's say an adult scene going on, and she thought they were having a fight. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we were just sat having there, a bit <laughs> adult wrestle. <laughs> we were just sitting there, like, googling, like, oh, she must be really blind. Amazing. But yeah, I suppose, come back to the question. Um, I, the, I picked these guys mainly because, I mean, I've, I've been quite lucky over the years. I've, I've DJed, I love doing the back to back thing for a while, so I've had some great back to back partners um, you know, at Arcade. Yeah, so, um, I, I mean, you know, t- Tony Wheels as well. Uh, Tristan Dark, uh, Dark Skies. Oh, yeah, and, Tristan's a good guy, yeah. Tristan. I used to uh, do Battle Bike with Tris as well. The Machine. If you listen to this, we used to shout that at him because he's so perfectly flawless, his mixing. <laughs> he's a machine! <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt Ruckus. Um, must have, yeah. He, he must Matt'll be on soon. Next, well, when he's in Newcastle next. Mint. Uh, yeah, I love Matt. And he, he'd been uh, on at me for ages to listen to this band. Uh, but I was just saying, like, I don't know whether this was a. They're, they're called Fuck Buttons this band, um, and he was like, you've got to listen to this tune in particular, this will get you hooked. I think, I think it's off their first album, the one I picked. But uh, I, I would recommend all of their output. Um, I, I do really like them, it's pretty different. Um, I mean, it's definitely ravey in a way. It's like stadium, ambient, epic, I don't know what you describe it as. Yeah, ambient rave is what I'd sort of describe it yeah. as. It's somewhere between but like big. ambient rave and beeps and glips. Yeah, There's yeah. lots of the beeps and glips stuff on, but it's very soundscape it it's builds like, for ages. Yeah, and it makes me feel a little bit like snowboarding music. Oh, nice. Like, so you've got on your lift and you're going up, like, and, and then you just drop and you've got the glitches and you just sort of see all I the can snow see that working, I've never yeah. snowboard, but that's probably perfect music. That's what it makes me think of, like, as I say, I, I had a quick Google of these guys um, when I got recommended, like I do when anyone recommends one on the show. Um, and I followed these guys on Spotify and they just keep dropping these really quite simplistic sort of beeps and blippy tunes, but they are quite, they're bold, aren't they? They're, they're big. Huge, yeah, yeah. But they just grow subtly. I think um, it was funny, it was a bit later when the Olympic ceremony was on. One of their tunes was used on the Olympic ceremony. Really? Which, yeah, yeah. What, the England one? Well, or? Yeah, yeah, the Danny Boyle one. Um, the London and it one. Was, yeah, and I remember thinking, oh, why is this tune? It's mint. And then um, I don't think it Shazam or something, but then when I, I went and looked up afterwards the, all the music that was on it, and I was like, I oh, no Danny Boyle made it all available so people yeah. could see all the tunes, didn't he? And it was like, oh, fuck buttons again. Um, and I, you know, I've seen them live a few times. They're great. I saw them with Glastonbury when the Rolling Stones were on the main stage, and there was maybe 
me and about 50 other blokes my age oh. there, and about two really reluctant uh, girlfriends <laughs> um, but they're amazing I think they're amazing life particularly I think I um, would have chose fuck buttons over the stones I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm just gonna yeah. put that out there yeah. but it's funny because they never really speak when they do live thing and they, they'd actually stopped at one point and were like why why are you watching us <laughs> but I mean I'm, I'm no regrets at all I'm not really into the stones it's nice I when people what, are humble uh, like that isn't go, it? go and read the lyrics for brown sugar <laughs> Yeah. That is a strange song. Yeah, anyway, there's, there's, like, there's a um, lot of them out there. They were strange. They got away with saying some rather obscure things, these songstresses. We were listening listen to one the other There was a song that we were listening to the other day, like an old soul song. Um, and the lyrics were just so on radio playable. Yeah. Um, uh, young girl, oh, get out of my oh, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? My love for you is way out of line. It's, and it was yeah. like, how's this still playing on the radio? Yeah, yeah. This is just, this is, this is pedophile promotion. It's yeah. problematic. It is problematic. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's mean, a way of saying it without having to drop the P word that I use. Like, no, yeah, we're a bit like that as well. Yeah, like, okay. It's super so, noisy. But yeah. So fuck buttons. So I'm, <laughs> I'm recommending this because my man, Matt, recommended me them. And it took me about 50 attempts before I actually sat down and listened to them. I'm terrible like that sometimes, but when I did, I was like, this is amazing. And I, you know, I ended up going out and buying everything they, they put out. I love when that happens. It's me. But uh, yeah, I love this tune. Just, you know, just switch off from the world. I mean, it's it's a nine minute tune, but honestly, it'll take you on a wonderful journey. That's fine. Here we go. We're all going on a shared discovery journey whilst you all enjoy some fuck buttons. Sweet love for planet Earth.
that was Fuck Buttons, Sweet Love for Planet Earth. And Ooh. again, this is Discogs. This is from Discogs. Street Horsing, but with three R's. Yeah. Street Horsing from 2008, released on ATP. Record. It's a wonderful, wonderful album, that. And I think I, I was I looked up the equipment list they used on it, and it was it's ridiculous. When you look at what they used on that, you realise anybody with a good creative approach mm-hmm. would make music. I mean, they, they were talking about, like, I'm sure it says there's, like, a kid's toy mic in there, a really rubbish... Uh, you know, laptop. You know, they didn't use expensive equipment there, but they were lying around, and uh, it's a great album. That it just goes to show that you I'm can sure actually make music that goes out there that is made with absolutely anything. Yeah, like it can be made with absolutely. Well, limitation feels invention. That's the thing. <laughs> there we go. Right. Okay. It's time to move right. on. Addy, <laughs> Addy, set the scene. Front right stack. You grip on the barrier. Oh, aye. Your pinners are just kicking in. Oh, the fucking, oh, the adrenaline. Oh. A tune drops, your oh. arms flail in the air. Oh. What's that tune? Go. Oh, go. Oh, what, the one I've picked? No, no, what, no. Just, what tunes do that to you? Oh, what kind of tunes do that to me? I mean, I, I think you were talking about this, didn't you? It's that thing that makes you, you realise your face has gone like, you know, you're eating sour lemons or something and it's just yeah. This is the argument between, yeah, this is the argument between the hands in the air and the screw face. But it's, I, I, that is my, because I'm not really a hands in the air yeah. kind of well, a guy. So you're a screw face, I like pegs. But to me, that is my, you know, my metaphorical hands in the air, yeah. I suppose, you know. See, it's I'm a little bit, bit of both. Yeah. Well, Piano's up. Face face down. Face yeah. face down. But I, I like stuff that's, I don't know, uh, you know, if, if it's kind of dramatic without being, you know, silly, um, you know, if, it, if it's got great breaks in it, you know, an absolutely amazing bass line. Yeah. Uh, again, I love a big piano or a massive rave stab or, yeah. you know, sometimes just the simplest tune, yeah. you know, yeah. the best ones, you know. The little bits that do it for you. Absolutely. And you see, again, it, it all goes full circle, you know, some of the most anthemic stuff out in drum and bass right now, you know, has those elements, you know, it's yeah. simple. Simple lines and a lot of those things are coming back in the fashion again and again. But I mean, I, I love jungle. Uh, yeah. You know, I love old school, all that sort of stuff. And I, so I, you know, the one I've picked actually, it's uh, it's around that theme, but around the jungle old school theme. Jungle old school. Again, it was so hard uh, to pick this. Yeah, but lots of people have struggled with all the lists. Yes. Like, I think There's I got lucky because I like knew what I was going to pick for ten songs and then made the questions around the songs that I picked. Uh, so okay. it's made everyone else has pulled a face at it. It's been it's been nice watching everyone else square. square. I sweated yeah. over this. Yeah. It was funny. Even I told my dad about it weirdly, and uh, he he hates all this music. And then he was like, "Oh, you know what? I'd like to do it." I was like, "Well, Dad, I don't think they're really." <laughs> hey, send it. Send him the questions. <laughs> Send in the questions. Send the questions. You never know when we're going to have a quiet fortnight. Yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd like to post answers anyways. I'd like, I'd, in fact, I'm putting it out there. I, put, I want um, our listeners to put their own in. If, they're not, if we're not going to interview them, then feel free to post your own pics on, online. We post regularly good, asking everyone what you go, what you go. But yeah, yeah, if you've got a certain song that's like your arms in the air or your, your screw face. In fact, any of the questions. Yeah, share them in the comment. And as, again, if you use the hashtag Ravers Choice, you might even end up opening a show. Yeah. You see? This is this is the social media, the, the nice, interactive yeah. side of everything, isn't it? So um, your screw face slash arms in the air moment. What's the what's the tune? Well, the one you're I picked. Off? The one I picked. I mean, again, I could have picked like you know some Dom and Roland or something horribly Hoovery or something like that. But I've gone for yes. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to Raven yesterday. That, oh. uh, you know Ed Rush, but really it's Dom and Roland. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you listen to that and it, uh, again Hoovers. But I've picked DJ Harmony. Uh, let me in. Oh. Um, 
on Moving Shadow. Uh, yeah. Now I'm I'm in danger of probably playing this tune too much over the years. <laughs> I, There's I, no such thing. Every jungle set, I, I think pretty much I've played this. I, I remember falling in love with it when it came out in in 1995. Um, I think I've got three copies of it. And oh. the, the remix is really good as well. And I don't, I don't even think it's one of them. It's not a, like a Discogs, you know, forty quid or whatever. I'm pretty sure it's three ninety five. It's not an expensive one if you want to go get one. But in my opinion, it just encapsulates like beautifully crafted jungle at its yeah. best. And it, it's weird. It's got a, a jazzy intro, which I, I'm usually jazzy jungle rubs me up terribly. Oh, I love a bit of jungle jazz, don't you? You love a bit of trumpet. Dirty, dirty bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and usually it doesn't work for me, but this has got a really smooth intro, but yeah, then it just goes off into, you know, the amens. Uh, it's that moving shadow sort of, that's that moving shadow sound. It's that spacey, yeah. airy, stringy sort of sound that comes with it. Just go away. I think we're going to talk about moving shadow a bit later as well. Oh, preempting. Uh, oh, oh, a bit of foreshadowing there. Foreshadowing. Epic foreshadowing. So, uh, for the arms in the air slash screw face moment, because we've got another screw face in, and that's absolutely fine. Yes. You rave the way you want to rave, right? <laughs> that's the crap. Like so, for the screw face moment, question six, arms in the air. DJ Harmony, let me in.
Once again, that's a corker. It's a corker. It's an absolute beast of a tune. That was DJ Harmony, Let Me In. That is from the EP, Let Me In slash So Real. So Real. Uh, which is from 1995 and, as mentioned, by John. That's our moving shadow. The remix is excellent as well if you want to go and check them out. Yeah, there was a remix version on there that was like just three, three, or, yeah, three or four different remixes of the same tune. Oh, there's that one as well, yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. Sound. Well, uh, John, as a DJ, you go out and many people will ask you if you will play a track for them. We are flipping that shit. <laughs> Flip, reverse it. And we're asking you to dedicate a tune to someone. Um, go. Right, well, I mean, it's, it was funny... This this one just seemed to just uh, you know cut like a laser straight away. You're dedicated to someone. I'm gonna dedicate this to uh, Big size Cy Turner. Get in, uh, magical man. Obviously, so you know, man. everybody yeah. in the scene up here knew yeah. and loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a very close friend of mine. Um, but this this tune just it just is him in my head. Good. Partly because it just it totally sums up curves. Uh, which if you don't know, that was the night him and Tris and uh, Dave Catman started many years ago. And was always there, just kind of supporting the more darker, dirtier end of uh, drum and bass. You know, yeah. your, your Blacks and Empire, you kind yeah. of tacky rollers and, uh, and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I remember the time uh, we booked Dom Roland and he didn't play Amen to me. Interest were just quietly in the corner going. Oh, it's kind of why we booked you. <laughs> but you, you do whatever you like. Um, <laughs> we, we, booked, we booked shit Matt once and he played on Winamp. So uh, Winamp. Yeah. yeah. True um, story. Um, uh, <laughs> so in his boxer shorts. And, uh, and again, this, this. I mean, we. I remember they booked uh, Raiden to play uh, Curves, and I remember he had a, a lush new. Um, it was Miller Winter, and I'm sure he had a long uh, leather, leather jacket that he had behind the decks, and somebody pilfered that, and it had his passport, and he's just a, he's a Estonian, isn't he? And he had to go like wherever it is in Durham to get his passport. He's like, welcome to Newcastle, oh, mate. No. We saw your jacket, what, and you got to stay here. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet as well. He was so good about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so back to the dedication to Big Sai. Yeah. I mean, I think Sai just had a huge influence on everyone he met. He did. Um, like, there's so many people who have memories of Sai just saying, smiling, pointing the camera at oh, them. Yeah. But also, there was the he was a big part of the Newcastle Beats Forum when that was running. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, yeah. they had their own radio. Almost forgot about Newcastle Beats. You almost forgot. <laughs> Do you know what? The other day when I was like, how can I get more people to listen to our podcast? I was like, does Newcastle Beats still exist? Well, it's still there, and I think all the, all the stuff's still there. Tris still pays the hosting on it. I mean, I was a moderator of that for a long time, uh, sort of quietly, you know, stopping the trolls trying to ruin the place. But uh, <laughs> uh, and it was funny. Sorry. Facebook killed message boards, and it, it's funny it for did. a time message boards reigned supreme. They were, they were fantastic. I, Sure. They had a great community on Newcastle Beach. Uh, yeah, you? at one point it was really buzzing on there. The huge archive of mixes and you know we I remember we had a little production competitions going and yeah, and it, it was good for. Let's a while, make Newcastle Beach rave again. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just like you know if you did uh, someone else quite prominent in um, dance music's brought back a forum. I forget who it is now, uh, but they're saying they wanted to bring back the forum. Yeah, um, I like. Yeah, well, they're doing a little. They're doing that sort of thing with the off me nut. Lot from Sheffield. Right. Um, they've just changed their group on Facebook so that it's more like production oriented, and they're doing videos on how they produce the baseline that they're making, ah, and they're like cool. going live and doing it. And I think that's mint, like yeah. bringing it back and showing people how they're doing it, and cool, encouraging yeah. more people to do music. And that's what we're saying. That's what we want to do with this podcast, man. We want to like 
condition more people into listening to more rave. Well, yeah, it shouldn't be exclusive. It should be, you know, as democratised as possible. It's funny, I, I always just thought it was funny back in the days, uh, like, people being really protective over, like, letting people know what tunes were. Even yeah, oh, people even are still know. like that. You can't people are still uh, like that. mentioned that in the last... He did, he was just like... I just find it, I just find a new artist and just, just don't tell anybody. It's funny, well, he's uh, he's, he's shown me some amazing hip hop artists I wouldn't have discovered otherwise. Oh, you'll you know, share hip hop? Yeah. He'll just not share anything hard, I believe. He'll need to know you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's, he's uh, showed me the, the way on some, some great uh, hip hop over yeah. the years. Like, but, um, and, uh, I, it's funny, I, I knew a DJ who I, I won't name uh, from a different scene, uh, like the house music scene, but he used to have a little thing that covered up the middle of his oh, yeah. records when he was playing out, and he had these special things that they're almost like uh, coasters, I suppose. And he would put them over the middle of the records, so any any to anyone these white labels. Well, uh, just so no one could see the middle eye, and then so if anyone was looking over, they just wouldn't even know what it was. And obviously, it was before the days of Shazam and that. But uh, yeah, ah, amazing. Ruined all that. So um, yeah, we'll go back to your dedication to Sai. I mean, there's there's a, there's a group dedicated to Sai where everyone shares pictures of their feet on the bus. Yes, and that's a lovely little every reminder. Every time I get a new pair of trainers. That, uh, yes, I mean that's still living on in it, and it, it's funny, like you know from. You know, from the the horror and tragedy of, of what happened to Sai, yeah. from that, you know, I've ended up making, you know, great friends with some of the people he knew better than I did, and now we've become friends. Yeah. And, you know, I've got to know his family, and, and it, you know, it's as, as awful as all that was. But this this song, it, like I say, it's just it's just now, now him in a song, and I couldn't even listen to this for ages after, because it was just too much, too yeah. powerful. Sometimes you do lose songs to funerals. Like, yeah. Sometimes you but uh, this, this, I mean, I, I mean, listen to it now and, and feel like, you know, uplifted by it again it's it's a huge emotional thing but it just shows the power of music yeah it's insane all that's wrapped up in in, in a bit of music you know and this tune means something completely different to someone else yeah but to me this is just saying i i'm dedicating this to him from from all the newcastle crew <laughs> sound so why why don't you um drop this um so this is for Sai. this is this is falling by raiden
amazing. That tune was selected by John Forsyth Turner. That was Raiden Fallen from Hardware 15, the Masters of Hardware album that came out in 2011, which was released on Future Beats and on Renegade Hardware in the UK. Um, uh, and as we said, that goes out to Sai and big love to the man. He was a big part of Newcastle's rave scene at Huge. one point. And Huge. Like it's it's just it's it, his memories aren't going to go away because of things like that tune and because of the photos on the bus and exactly. stuff like I that. Exactly, I still see nice, him everywhere, it? man. It's mental. I still see him. Yeah, you know what I mean. You just see. I've got a mate who I still see yeah. in the crowd, and you, you double take and you get a chill right up your spine. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, what the f-? and you know it's not them, but it's still it rocks you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, hey, mate, you look just like. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like that's the other side of it. You look like you look like my friend who's not here anymore. <gasps> How traumatized the person might be if they had that. Okay, so swiftly moving on from all the sadness, let's talk about guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Uh, now everyone has a guilty pleasure when it comes to music. Uh, I firmly believe that. So I've I've been told by some people that they're not guilty of any of the music you listen to, but surely there's something. I don't believe. Surely there's something that you listen to in the bath that you'd be gutted if your mates found out you listened to. What's um, what sort of things are your guilty pleasures in music, John? Well, I mean, yeah, I've got a lot of. I love some terrible music. <laughs> it's funny some people only like terrible music. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're it, absolutely right. And it, you know, like, and, it, and some stuff is so middle of the road. I just never know how it's so successful. But uh, I suppose my big guilty pleasures is cheesy synthesizers. Right. Uh, I mean, I you know I I love you know even stuff like. You know, like TV themes from the eighties and stuff like oh, that. I love that. Uh, you know, I can't. I can't remember what I had like important things for work that I did last week, but I can sing you songs for th- uh, cartoons that aired in the eighties, like yeah. word for word. <laughs> oh yeah, you can whistle the full pheromone bit to the Doctor Who theme, mm. like all the way back from the sixties and stuff like that. They're amazing loads. Oh, that was like, it's like, it's like that, you know that was made with tape loops. No, it didn't. I always, just, theme was made I always just loops. assumed it was a guy wearing a scarf in front there's of a the thermometer. There was a lady who <laughs> works at the uh, BBC Radiophonic, and she made that out of tape loops. I remember reading about this, and apparently one of the loops was so long it went out the door and back in, and then it was all like, shh, shh, and then dang it, dang it, dang it. It was all layered tape loops, mate. Wow. It's amazing. Insane. Uh, like, the more you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I suppose going back to guilty pleasures. And it's funny because, uh, you know, I think this has got to be something that is a bit embarrassing. Uh, you know, oh, I, don't, I don't think this is. I think the first thing I maybe was going to pick is still a bit cool. Uh, cool. Um, what was that? It was Ma- Magic Fly um, by Space. Um, which, if you look that up, uh, and you'll just see that's where Daft Punk got all their ideas from, basically. Ah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a seventies thing, and, it, and it, the thing is, that sounds pretty cool. That tune still. So uh, on, on the theme of the synthy stuff, and I, I selected this tune because the, the, everyone will know this if you were a similar age to me. There was a show on TV called Hitman and Her. Mm. And this was the theme tune, um, and it's so cheesy, but I absolutely love it. And, it, and in a way, I've picked this because um, it, it helps remind us where it all came from. Let's never forget that you know disco went in the house and and all the uh, all the gay scene and everything there, and then we got a tallow and all that other stuff, and then eventually that got into rave. And, yeah. uh, you know, we we wouldn't have all you know jungle owes all of that in in a weird kind of. Yeah, to a, to a seven-second drum beat by a soul band. <laughs> um, it's funny the way that that goes full circle. By the way of music, it's the amount the amount of you if you had the joy of telling a Chava that Makina was originally, <laughs> originally designed for gay people it's in brilliant. Barcelona. It's brilliant. It. They reel from it. Not come from Wigan. No, actually, it came <laughs> by a Wigan. They come from the nightclubs of Barcelona. It was, was essentially for gay lads. Like, <laughs> I just remember um, Don figured. Big shout to Todd. Uh, showed us, I think it was him that showed us the back of uh, one of the record covers. Right. Like a Makina record cover. And it was just like, 
loads of big lads with wow. their tops off, and <laughs> it was just like. Do you remember Acid what Rock? What do we say? Acid Rock. Yeah, oh yeah, like, yeah. Do, 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 do. Go and look the video up for that. It is amazing. Okay. YouTube that when you get home. Uh, the video is incredible. On uh, YouTube, like, all you can the lads in the jackets, uh, the leather and the caps, and, like, and dancing in the And I was like, I never noticed this when I was a boy. But yeah. But um, I th this and weirdly when I was funny I went looking this up and this so oddly is the music they play when Barnsley FC come out. Really? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> it's a wonderful. Fact. Hey, it can't be as bad as the new version of Local Hero. Oh, That's awful. By well, the they, way, well, they remixed it. Oh mate, oh. it's now like a Eurobeat song. Boom, boom, bah. It's like the, boom, they've taken boom, the beat from We Will Rock You and slowed down slowed the it down races. and then. Put the blade racers over the top of it. Why would you do that? Uh, because, because he's a Mike fat cocky wanker and you can get out of our club. Oh. Stick that on your podcast iTunes. Um, yeah, right, okay. So, um, Time Rider Cocoon. I mean, yeah, I, I make no apologies for this. I know it's not cool, but I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's fine. I was the same. I it's was your like, guilty pleasure. That's it's it. Your you you go down the rabbit hole of where YouTube takes it this, you know, you'll probably find Rofo's theme. And, oh! Uh, Frank de Wolf, Rob well, well, I mean, Frank de Wolf, fucking amazing, an absolute legend, an absolute legend, uh, Frank de Wolf. Yeah. I think one of my favourite guilty pleasures is anything nostalgic like that. You know, like the songs well, from your favourite movies it, and it? stuff like that. It's like, nostalgic. Well, like, this reminds me of being a kid. Yeah, that would come on late at night. That TV show, and it was a dance music TV mm. show. Was it like the time to go to bed? Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, I'm having a TV up in your room and turn little it right John, down. Little Man John in 1988. Michaela Strachan on the telly. Whoa. Pete Waterman. Looking a, bit, looking a bit seedy. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you look back. They're still on YouTube as well. You yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was watching one the other day. It was like, oh, this is a this is a, a house music DJ from it. He has Carl Cox. This is like a really young Carl Cox. From Bradford Ritty or yeah. something as well. It's like amazing. Wow. Right. But I, this this just sums up either the, the really cheesy stuff I love, uh, and I don't mind admitting I love it. Um, you know, I don't listen to this stuff all the time, but so I just want to put a smile on my face. I genuinely, just the other week. I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to Tamara. <laughs> <laughs> Proper loud. <laughs> yeah. Anything that puts a smile on your face. There you go. Uh, so, section eight on the Rave podcast. Guilty pleasures. John Spector's pick Tamara there. <laughs> Thank you.
got who who remembers that from the movies? Who remembers that from the TV well, it show? Was on a movie. It's funny you say that. It was on a movie recently as well. Apparently, I'd never seen that movie, but when I was looking up the info for it, it's been used again. So it must, be, it must be cool again. Well, the original <laughs> release cool, for that. It all comes out. Circle yeah. life. I don't think it's cool. Like I said, I make no apologies for that. So <laughs> lads. That's all right. Original release for that is 1988, and it was released on two different labels. In the UK, it was released on a label called Listen Records, and over in Germany, uh, it was released on X. Y Z. Oh, it's so Euro, isn't it? It's it is. X Y Z is especially Euro. <laughs> it is. It's a proper Euro label. Um, right. Okay. Because we're wheeling through these really, really quickly, we're just going to take a second to remind everybody that you can catch us on Facebook and on Twitter at On the Rave. You can find us on YouTube, On the Rave with Addy and Gab, and you can now find do, us do, do. on do, Podbean, do, do. On the Rave. Podbean.com. It's not On the Rave with Addy and Gab. Sorry, I'm just there. I just broke up the sun. Yeah, it's all Gleeful, right. gleeful times. I hear the sun's come out. Just it has, yeah. It's just, you know, it's just a magical, magical moment. I've yeah, said magical we, four many two times. Whenever ah, we no, do this podcast, the sun comes out. Yeah. It always does that, doesn't it? Uh, well, we, we are doing it in the summer. Yeah. Well, it is the summer. Well, that's <laughs> sweating, no guarantee. Sweating our bollocks off, it's isn't no it? That the sun room. in Newcastle, yeah. is it? That's it. It's not. It's not like we're both. It's not like the three of us all sat in one room with towels around our necks, burning in the house as a fucking biker. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. Um, it's time to stroll on to question nine. We're gearing up towards the end of this. Um, this is the section where we discuss John's greatest of all time. So we're going to talk about goats, and this is where John's used his wild card. Oh shit! I forgot. Oh, I've got an app for this, and I forgot all about it. I've and got everything. it over already. I've got oh, it over. What do you mean? Well, because we've, we've been wild... planning. It's the wild card. And what we normally do with the wild card is we make noises with our mouths. But you convinced us to download an app during the oh, week. Oh, did you get that app? It's of been, course I downloaded the app that you recommended. It's got a proper dub siren built into it and everything. It's wicked. This one has got a big reggae oh. siren built into it. Is yours even going to work, Addy? That's rubbish. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. Look at, listen to this. It's not exactly spine-tingling. Nah. Listen to this bad boy. We've got a proper... Uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's the. Can you do the See, it doesn't do it as well as this one. Maybe not quite, but you know, we're, we're just we're just learning the technology, everyone. Um, well done, lads. Yeah. Well, that's it. <laughs> John spared we to actually get an app and stop doing it with our mouths, and when we got round to it, we're fucking doesn't too work. involved in the band then. So let's go. Hang on, Gab. Hang We've done it properly now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So we'll just get <laughs> now that now that the uh, now that that fucking abomination's out of the way, we'll um, move on to actually discussing your goat. And you've 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 went a bit of a different route. You've went for two for one. You've called your wild card. Oh, how are we uh, how are we working this one out? Well, double this two and a one. Two and a one. Double and a one. It's time for the double drop. Two and a one. Um, I think, well, yeah, so I suppose I was thinking, right, who do I think is the most amazing, awesome people in music, in dance music? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of obvious choices I might go for, like uh, I completely, you know, unashamedly worship Aphex Twin. Yeah. I think Cool, cool Keith's just one of the, the most creative, brilliant artists ever. Uh, you know, I love Boards of Canada and stuff like that. Yeah, we love uh, a bit of board, Boards of Canada at the minute in my house. Hell Interface, oh, the yeah. Midas Touch remix is just on two and three times a day. Well, Not even getting bored of yeah. it, it's fucking brilliant. Well, that was one of the only um, Boards of Canada things on vinyl I didn't own, and a friend of mine... The Mask 500. Yeah, he yeah. bought that just randomly years ago when it was just normal price. And um, he gave me that recently, I just can't believe it. That's just, an expensive bit of kit. I man. know it is, uh, and I, I was very reluctant to take it off him, man. I was, but... Uh, 
Yeah, he wanted me to have that in my collection. I mean, what a, what a, what a, what a friend that is. <laughs> oh, mint. Um, but uh, yeah, it's incredible. I love that. Um, but yeah, and then again, thinking about, you know, who, who do I think is the greatest of all time? Again, you know, I get so much respect for people like Madlib, just creative geniuses and that. But I was really trying to keep it, you know, rave, keep it jungle. It's in the and title. I, exactly, exactly. And uh, basically, I went, I went for Rob Playford. Um, so some of you will immediately know who Rob Playford is. Some of you will never Legend. have heard of Rob Legend. Playford. But uh, Rob Playford basically ran Moving Shadow. Uh, which to me is one of the greatest, um, you know, labels hands down, but certainly greatest independent labels, greatest electronic labels. Quintessential when you're discussing things like the drum and bass movement from the early '90s, absolutely through all the way, all you, that liquid stuff that Buckham was on and stuff. You, you can, you can, you can take Moving Shadow from like the start to to when it ended. I mean, over 200 releases, and it, it's just a beautiful social documentation of it through from. Like Raven Hardcore, in you know, in the jungle, and then proper drum and bass, like proper drum and bass, uh, drum and bass later. But he, he would put out everything. You know, you buy a Moving Shadow release, uh, you know, lo lovely liquidy stuff, you know, nasty dark stuff. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Just a, a hugely uh, wonderful creative, um, you know, output thing. But uh, I Rob Playford, and he was also um, in Two Bad Mice. Ah, um, there we go. Hey, Two Bad Mice just followed us on Twitter. Wow. Yeah, just name dropping that. That's cool. Yeah, on the same day we got followed by Two Bad Mice and Baby D. Yeah. Um, no way. Yeah, yeah. It was like, well, obviously, you know, That's when you're class. doing the Twitter thing, you spam everyone you can. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they, they're one of the ones who've died straight back. Oh, I love a bit of Baby D as well, mate. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's one of those ones that can't even be a guilty pleasure. You know what yeah, it is? No. I was in Asda the other day and Let Me Be Your Fantasy came really? on. You know what also, I mean? Baby I just wanted to, just wanted to talk about production. House was such an epic label. Oh, like. man, that label, yeah. It was so many big, big tunes. Great label as well, yeah. But yeah. I suppose just thinking about Too Bad Mice, and I've you know picked Bomb Scare, and I think it was originally released in '91. And again, it 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 looks like a blueprint now when you look at it, just for what was to come. Particularly, I know it's a lot slower than Jungle, but you know there's all the elements there. Great breakbeat, bass, you know, uh, and again it's ravey as hell. Oh that, yes, ha that's a hands in the air tune, isn't it? And definitely, that's another definitely. one that never went away. No. I remember getting re-released. Yeah, we were know. just talking about that, wasn't it? It was released in '91, and then again in '94, and then again in '96. Yeah. And like the, it's I think it. I have it on three different releases or something. You know, uh, the 10 inch, and then it was a 12 inch, and yeah, just. There's something really cool about a 10-inch, isn't there? I love a 10-inch. It's like that little in-between between a massive 12-inch, a big, thick, heavy 12-inch, and those little flimsy 45s. Now nah, I put it on a 10. Ooh, a 10. <laughs> Fuck me. Can you play that on either speed geezer? Like, um, amazing. So, um, but yeah, first two, so, so you're picked, playing your white card. So the first song... I picked, I pick, yeah, Rob, Rob Playford, basically, for, you know, for being Moving Shadow Man. Uh, and also, you know, the, this tune he's involved with was so important uh, and it still sounds gold today. And then do you want me to talk about the other one as well? Are you going to just play them back to back? We are... Let's play one and then we'll talk about the next one. I think, that. yeah, let's, just, let's, let's stick with that. Well, so, track one, uh, Two Bad Mice. Bomb Scare.
was too bad, mice. That was bomb scare. I've got two questions for you as well. First question: What what bomb scare did you have, pink or blue? What do you mean? Because on the re-release, it was a big thing when I was buying buying these records. There was a blue one and a pink well, one I with blue and pink covers. I have it on white vinyl uh, in, a, Ooh, in, a, in a clear sleeve, and then I think the other one is just like a normal black 12-inch. Uh, the, the one that's ruined anyway. Yeah. I think the other <laughs> one I always play is the, oh, it was the one on Smile that was repressed. Right, and see, I got the, the repressed repress on Shadow and the one blue. Pink. Ah, right. Pink okay. cards were different things. That's on. right, yeah. And the question on the sleeve was question uh, two. Not the vinyl, but yeah. What track that we mentioned earlier did the sample come from? Uh, oh, don't mess with this the beat. beat. Neon, yeah, yeah. yeah another yeah. classic that's, that's rave. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. I suppose I wanted to mention at some point. Uh, everybody just sampled everyone. I mean, yeah. Yeah. how many chunks of strings of life are in other? Tunes? Oh yes, <laughs> just enough. massive, massive bits of them. <laughs> As I mean, well as just random lines from Public Enemy. Oh, like yeah. How many times have random bits that Chuck D's done have yeah. randomly ended up in bits and pieces? Well, anything that could be sampled was sampled, even if it contextually didn't really make any sense, I suppose. It was like, oh, you've got a sample of a lyricist, a lyric, you know, or a, a, an MC saying four words. Yeah, it let's, doesn't even sc- let's squeeze it in no matter yeah. how hard we have to. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's talking about his tomatoes or something, but it doesn't matter, it's going in. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I love all that. And it was funny because, well, I'm particularly fascinated with sample culture and, and stuff like that with hip hop. And it, I don't know if you really uh, know, there was like two landmark cases that changed everything. And it was basically because one artist on two sister labels, one sampled another one, they were on the same parent label, and then he sued the other guy. And that was just open season after that, and all sampling had to change. Yeah. And I think as a result, a lot of stuff's probably gone now because they never really cleared the samples properly. And, you know, they can't now put it on streaming services. Yeah. I remember reading a thing once that said that, I don't know how true this is, but they reckon 50% of, of music that's ever been made has not made it to the digital age. And that's depressing. Just because of samples? Just, well, no, just because it was never, like, it was just lost or it was too obscure and it was on other labels that had gone. So it, was, it never made it from, like, old you know, vinyl to, to CD even, you know, so uh, it's, it's gone forever now. You know, you can't find it on, on the internet anywhere. It's just, like, it's so it's sad. It's called dodgy white labels. But it was, it was, I'm copies. sure that was in that documentary about a guy with the biggest record collection in the world and he was going blind. Did you watch that? It was heartbreaking. No. He had, like, a, I don't know, over a million records or something in it was all in his basement, but he was old and going blind, and he just wanted to sell it to retire. And you could see his wife was sick of her life, and that. <laughs> it was a lo- lovely, touching little documentary. And all I'm thinking is, like, all oh, these millionaire, um, you know, hip hoppers out there, or somebody just like, you know, put just that put in a trust, your, yeah, just went, yeah, put it in a trust somewhere for people can go and enjoy it. He had, he had like the first ever Beatles record in there, or something, but it's fucking hell, and they just don't end up going. And then yeah, and, and you think, God, what is going to happen now? It's going to end up in skips. I mean, yeah. even you think about how many times you've heard army oh, mom just hide army records. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. With me, it wasn't my records; it was my Transformers. Oh, oh even worse. No. And that still hurts now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. God, it's I'm okay. still that's the most butt hurt I've ever she been. Did, she did it with all my comics uh, when I. Well, she, my mum did it with all your. Yeah. What? Did <laughs> 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 she go around people's houses? Uh, God, was your mum go around people's houses too? Because. Don't tell her all my stuff's yeah. in the loft. <laughs> she's, she just, she's just absolutely anti-nostalgia. Anything with an element of nostalgia. It's funny, that, that, that. My <laughs> as well. But she, she'd give me comics to my cousin. I thought, oh, well, at least they're going to a good home. And then I remember going over his and he'd cut them all up and, like, drawn on them. I'm like, that's not what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my, um, my nephew um, on Steph's side, big wrestling fan, went to go and meet his favourite wrestlers, the Usos, and he got toys signed by them and everything. And as soon as he got outside, he ripped the fucking box open. <laughs> and it just, I can remember knowing, I was like, they're not my toys, but why does it hurt? Why does it hurt? If he had just left them closed until they retired or something like that. Like, 
Okay, in any case, moving on from um, my mum selling everything and kids opening toys. Second goat of the day. <laughs> to the second element of the goat. So I just picked another tune off uh, Moving Shadow, which in and of itself is in, uh, you know difficult to do. And I bet when I'm, you know, this gun, anyone listening who loves Moving Shadow, go, oh, why did you pick that? Why didn't you pick so-and-so? Because everyone's got a favourite. Yeah. But I love them all. And I picked this just because it's it's really well known. Uh, it's an absolute banger. You know, it's another one of those that will that will totally raise the roof. Um, you know, the people in this were, you know, in a lot of other amazing uh, things to do with drum and bass, uh, like Ram Trilogy uh, and stuff like like Ant Miles, basically. So th this is Higher Sense, and the tune is Cold Fresh Air Remix um, from 1994 on Moving Shadow. Everyone knows this. Love it. Sweet. Here we go.
Okay, amazing. That was the second choice in the gold category by Mr. John Spectra. That was Higher Sense, Cold, Fresh Air, 1994 on Moving Shadow. I believe that was on the release. I've got it right in front of me. It was the EP that came with Listen Up on the other side. I think it's funny because like, the original mix was on a different label and then the remix was on Moving Shadow, which would seem unthinkable now. But uh, there's a lot well, of stuff went on. Yeah. But, uh, you, you never really endless know. Endless remixes of tunes. Endless and endless and endless remixes of tunes. If you if you if you're there, you can dig around for anything of those genres. Like yeah. I've got a Bowie record in the house, which has got like it's only you different remixes. I do love a bit of Bowie. <laughs> I've got a um, a forty five in the house. Not a forty five. Sorry, it's twelve inch of different remixes of Little Wonder, the sort of rave drum and bass oh, breakier yeah, yeah, tune yeah. that he released in like really experimenting with stuff then. Wasn't yeah, yeah. When he was working with one of the producers of the Prodigy. Um, and making these sort of big break biggy uh, break big break biggy and techno-y songs. Yeah. Um, one of the techno-y songs is the first song that comes on during the credits of Seven. Uh, oh, it's called yeah. Heart's Filthy Lesson. Um, it's an absolute beast. Uh, it is. It, it's an absolute beast. But if you search good enough, if you search hard enough, sorry, there's enough remixes of everything out there well, that, to I find mean, one of, that, that, that suits your niche. You mentioned in there Bowie the other night. We were. I love just clicking YouTube, watching videos. It's one of my favorite things, music mm. videos. And I, I mean, you heard the tune a million times. And, but uh, you know, Space Oddity. It's an incredible piece of music. That for a pop song, man. Yeah. That little. It's like concept pop. He's taking you on this little journey, and you're really like. You're what just there, aren't you? Yeah. In space, it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, he I really had a, like he had a way of transmorphing and, and, and uh, being ahead of the curve by the way of changing. He had so many different versions of himself. Chameleonic. I remember trying to explain to me dad, you know, when he, when he died, and my dad was like, ah, oh, I didn't see the fuss, like, he couldn't even really sing. And I'm like, oh, honestly, like, I spent half <laughs> I spent an, 45 I minutes mean, crying in I bed. Ladies and gentlemen, if you can see Gab's disgusted face <laughs> right now. I had to spend like half an hour trying to like convince my dad why David Bowie was awesome. I mean, I'm not even a massive Bowie fan, but you cannot deny just like the, the, yeah. what the legacy of that. Transcended space and time. <laughs> he really did. Right, speaking of transcending space and time, we're running out of time and we've only actually got two songs left to play for you. Ooh, so Maybe just one. Um, no, there's no, a scientific there's... choice to go at the end as well. Oh, I don't forget. A different bag of science. Listen. Once, bag see. of science. Look at that. That's fucking... Full of fucking science. Mate, all all of science is in there. It's uh, fucking loads. I've never seen that much science. Well, so it. much science. All in one. You should see, like you should see the pockets on his science jacket. They're <laughs> fucked. They're all overloaded with test tubes of angels. Oh, just just Too fucking all science. sorts. So um, uh, this is question ten. This is the moment when we ask our guests if you were a member of the WWE roster and you were about to walk down to the ring to have a match with Mick Foley. What song would we be playing? What song do you class as your personal anthem, John? Well, again, it's 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 hard, 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 hard to pick this, but I, I always default, and it's funny. I do find this music soothing, and I like some of my friends who you know make drum and bass. I suppose you know, professionally, uh, a lot of them don't really they don't like this kind of drum and bass. Some of them, right? Angry, uh, angry nasty but, drum and bass. Well, I mean, you know, some of them really do. Obviously, they don't, but yeah, really nasty drum and bass. In in a sense, I say nasty. It's not unpleasant to me. I find it soothing. No, no, in a way. I, I, I love just. Nasty as nasty as the curve, like I listen to Limewax all day. Yeah, oh, well, Limewax again. I mean, what an amazingly original uh, producer yeah. he was. A great producer. Uh, Still, everything that he puts out is just so different, so fresh. Never two tracks that are just, it's just constantly yeah. evolving. I mean, I, I mean, he's another one. I buy, you know, buy everything he bring out. But I, I love Tech Edge. I mean, the one yeah. I've picked um, is a Dom and Rolling tune. 
Um, you know, when Dom and Roland is, is, is you know, writing these big A-many epics, you know, he, he does it so well. But I, I love stuff like the Gremlins uh, put out and the Aspect stuff, mm. all that. They're kind of still flying the flag around those kind of things. Scientific Wax is amazing. Sides. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want to go check that label out, but uh, you know, yeah, one of our northeast boys, obviously, is releasing on Saturday. That's right, Chandler well. B. Um, um, uh, and he's Mr. Dartman, Mr. Breadman. Yeah, Chandler <laughs> Breadman. Eventually, he'll get on here as well. Chandler um, Yeah, was he's doing the tunes with Equinox and stuff like that? Isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's, uh, that's Equinox's label, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. Right, been around forever. But I mean, God, have you seen how much they go for on Discogs? It's insane. Oh yeah, they're going crazy money. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, what have I picked? I picked Dom and Roland, and I've picked uh, Deckard's Theme. Uh, and it's a sample, you know, lovely samples taken from, you know, a great movie, Blade Runner. Um, and I wouldn't really pick this because it's called Theme, and I was like a theme, but it's, it's just wonderfully, uh, you know, dramatic. And uh, I love it. It's yeah, a, it's kind of like, the thing with these personal anthem tunes, it's one of those things we've said before, that it's a tune that when you're down, it picks you up. When you're up and you're ready to move up to the next level, to the upper echelons, it'll do that job as well. When you're sad, it'll whap those tears off your face and put a smile back on it. That's the thing with like your personal anthem. They suit so many different things going on. So um, you've gone for Dom and Roland and you've gone for Decker's theme. Decker's theme, yeah. It's not that old, this one. I think, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when this came out. 2007, it's Is on it? the oh, album. It's actually a bit older than I thought. Then. Through the Looking Glass. That's right, it's off that um, album. And then he, there was another album that came out. Uh, well, there was a B-Key remix of this and it ended up coming out. The B-Key one, yeah. B-Key, which is just a really great remix. Um, it just seems a good guy. But um, yeah, I um, I picked this. Somebody told me how he got his name. I don't know if, should, uh, if that's a true story or not. Yeah. That's a, that's a I fucking tease. A tease. That's a tease, yeah. come on. Well, I better not repeat it in case it's not true. Right. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Someone who doesn't actually yeah, want to what, get in trouble. What an amazing, uh, what an amazing producer he is, and uh, you know that that remix I love it. But yeah, Don Roland, Deckard's theme. That's what I've gone for. That's what I'd come out for. If I was a wrestler, I'd be one skinny rubbish wrestler. <laughs> but uh, but you come out with some banging drum. But yeah, and I'd probably do my shoulder in in five minutes and be like, hold on. But at least you got to hear this. <laughs> right, sound well. <laughs> Uh, this is the 11th track from section 10. This is the 11th track from section 10 of the On the Way podcast edition with John Sparrow. John, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good crack. Like, as I say, like people so far, I've been a little bit apprehensive and struggle with our lists, but everyone seems to have enjoyed themselves. Yeah, yeah no, no, you've done really well. But we're not, you've done really well. Yeah, you've done no bother. Tell him I'm Oh, he's been no bother. Put this podcast on the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Gold star. <laughs> Our job did really, really well. <laughs> Amazing. So this is the final song selected by John Spectra. Thank you very much for coming on the show again. Cheers again, lads. Cheers, man. And this is Dom and Roland, Deckerston.
We've done it again, and we've come to the end of another podcast. Five down, five down. Well, that, yeah, five down. Another world with to go. As you're as you're listening to this, I'll be at Lindisfarne Festival. If you go to Lindisfarne Festival again, pick us up, prop us up, put us somewhere, put some pickers in my face. Yeah, just, just make sure that he comes home like in one bit because we've got episode six to do when he comes back. So let's just make sure that's not all fucked up. Um, one last reminder you can catch us on Facebook and on Twitter at On The Rave you can catch us on YouTube On The Rave with Addy and Gav we're so close to getting enough subscribers please subscribe to be able to get... I don't want to be- beg anymore yeah. do, you want, do you want me to spam you every day because it's going to happen <laughs> um, uh, yeah we're so agonisingly close to that 100 subscribers and securing that URL and of course we are powered by Podbean. The best place to get us is on the rave.podbean.com. Certainly is. We're down to that moment of the week. It's time for Addy's scientifically improved finale. Hashtag one more tune. What's in the test tube tonight? Honestly, I've got a fucking absolute nightmare of a tune tonight. I'm going to grab your test tubes and empty my science juice over your face, neck, and chest. It is. This tune is actually a little bit of a spoiler as to someone who's coming on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time. Isn't that yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Mike Technoist, love you, man. And this is uh, the Technoist Hippie Killer on Industrial Strength. Uh, that album's called Tank Alligator. It is called Tank Alligator. Brilliant. Released man. from 2014. Um, uh, and just one quick reminder, you might not have seen... Uh, we have actually been booked on the rave are actually going on the road in October we're going to be playing at if you Fractal. want to come and get on the rave with Adrian Gav see you at Fractal on the 19th on the 19th of October yes yeah so um, from me Gav and this me. man here this I'm is Adi. Uh and it's now time to officially be off the rave I'm actually going to go and risk my life now I can feel a sense of danger a sense of violence building I'm actually going to go and see some of these terrorists and find out what they're actually doing
will be in Trustafarian sandal munching motherfuckers. Excuse me, mate. Don't you think it's about time we stop this racket and put on some reggae music? Do you want? Hey.